You're listening to a Behind Closed Doors podcast on 3CR 855 AM. Visit the 3CR website at 3cr.org.au forward slash Behind Closed Doors. Our podcasts are also available on iTunes and Spotify. This show is broadcast on the land belonging to the people of Kulin Nation. Behind Closed Doors 3CR pays its respect to elders past, present and emerging and acknowledges that sovereignty has never been ceded, always was and always will be Aboriginal land. You have tuned in to 3CR's program Behind Closed Doors. This program explores all topics related to sex work. We give sex workers and allies a comfortable space to share their experiences. We also appreciate questions from the general public. Behind closed doors, aim to uncover what the sex industry is really like. Our program exists to bridge the gaps. Please be mindful, this program is not suitable for little years, as there may also be explicit language use. Please email us at bcd3cr at gmail.com. You have tuned in to Behind Closed Door. My name is Sasha and I have a special guest today, Kizzy's friend actually. Hi Jake, welcome to our show. Hey. How are you doing today? Yeah, I'm excited to be here. A little uh, bit nervous. Nervous? <laughs> I've, never, I've never done radio before. It's always like that. The first time I came into the room, this is the exact room that I came in yeah. for the first time and I was nervous as. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, I know how you feel. <laughs> <laughs> So I met you at the Midsummer performance uh, for Behind Closed Doors. Let me get something off my chest. Yes. What do you think of the performance? I thought it was interesting because I don't really know anyone in the that community. Is it LGBTQ? Yeah, LGBTQIA plus community. Yes. <laughs> yes. It was just kind of interesting hearing just perspectives of what it's like to be in that community. Okay. And that's the first time you found out Kitty was a sex worker? Uh, yes. <laughs> okay. So you found out through our performance? Yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. Okay. So, so was it a big surprise for you? Um, you know, I think I kind of suspected mm-hmm. she was uh, a sex worker. How did you actually suspect that she was a sex worker? <laughs> you know her for quite some time. Okay. I think often when I see like a picture or like... There's a picture of, like, a girl who's a bit exposed, like, she's okay. showing a bit of skin. She would say, like, oh, you know, she's wearing this and she's not even getting paid or something right, like that. Okay. Yeah, That's and so kitty anyway. I don't know. I guess I kind of noticed that she doesn't really show off her body that way. Like, she covers <laughs> up a lot. And, like, there was a time where I actually found out she had a navel ring. And, like, you know... I'm not saying everyone with a navel ring has <laughs> is a sex worker, but yeah, of course. But like, you know, I just found I just, out that she has a navel ring today oh, okay. from you. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, because like usually with like porn stars, mm. strippers, they're wearing navel rings, and like I don't know, I I thought that was a small piece of the puzzle. Yeah, but like, you know, like she has a navel ring, she covers up a lot, and like, why would you have a navel ring if you don't show off your body? And like, you know, I just kind of connected those. Things. Okay. Yeah, that sounds like Kitty because she's <laughs> never been that comfortable showing off a lot of skin or um, wearing red lipstick outside. Mm-hmm. She only starts to feel more a bit more comfortable within herself from me because I keep telling her to wear red lipstick mm-hmm. for yourself, not for others, not for men. Yeah. Do things for yourself. And if men love to stare, let them stare because you're beautiful, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So... Um, <laughs> So I guess the next step she needs to do is wearing midriff to show off her navel ring. Yeah. 
Well, I don't think that's going to happen, but yeah. What's your opinion on sex work? Like, sex workers? You know, I think before all this finding out, I didn't really have one, to be honest with you. Okay. It's just... I don't know. I mean, I guess it's because it's such a underground thing or I don't know what the it, word is. Like, it's, There's a lot of stigma with um, sex work as well. Yeah, this is why we have the shows to educate people. Yeah, I think that's good. I would like to know, um, what do you think of sex work? Um, I guess I would like to know what was your thought when you found out that Kitty was actually a sex worker? Mm, it was, yeah, it was a bit shocking. <laughs> a bit shocking? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, I guess. But... I mean, I, at least at the time when I found out, I already suspected it. Yeah. You know, I, like, I guess like my first thought was, oh, bef- this is before the performance, Yeah, was that, I don't know, maybe she was a stripper or something like that. Yeah, you know, she could she, pass off as a stripper. Yeah, She's, you know, yeah, like, yeah, of course. You know, something. Yeah. But like, yeah. And then when I found out that she was a sex worker, mm-hmm. I, I guess, you know, it didn't hit me that hard, but yeah. there was a bit of shock there. Breathe in and out. You're listening to 3CR. Okay, so let's get back to the sex work. Have you ever thought um, of using sex worker services? <laughs> <laughs> Have you used sex That's work- a very personal question. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Okay. Yeah, like, you know, a few years ago, yeah, I was just, you know, I just kind of felt lonely. You know, things ended with this girl. I mean, if I were to share my experience, yeah, it's just I I felt like I didn't really get what I wanted. Oh damn! <laughs> I mean, like not to yeah, it's just I mean, there's nothing wrong with the workers. Just I don't know. I think I wanted something genuine. Okay. And yeah, I, I felt like I didn't get that. Okay, okay, I I get it. Um, I've asked a lot of men about this before, and some had good, really, really good experience for their first first experience yeah, and yeah. some really had really bad experience on their first experience um, i guess it was a state i was in mentally yeah of yeah, course so maybe that was it if you listen to some of the previous show some of the guys that i actually interviewed they they went for sex worker services at the same the same pace as you because they just broke up with yeah, uh, their yeah. partners yeah. get ready to add your support during our annual radiothon and be part of community powered radio 3CR Radiothon Fundraiser, June 2021. To donate, call 03 9419 or donate online at 3cr.org.au. 3CR Radiothon, community-powered radio. Welcome back to Behind Closed Doors. We've been chatting with Jake, Kitty's really good friend, um, about his opinion on sex work industry. Welcome back, Jake. Hey. So, do you have any questions for, I guess, me? For you? Yeah, you just met me. Okay, I guess I'll just ask, why did you get into it? The sex work industry? Yeah. Okay. So, I first started off as a soft porn model. This is when, back in, when I was 19 years old, I was exhibitionist. <laughs> I love, I thought I loved to portray my naked bodies online. Mm-hmm. So I contacted a, a webmaster in LA and then he, he was uh, surprised that there's trans people in Singapore. Mm. Mm. So end up coming to Singapore, take my pictures and, and that it was, it was a hit. So he kept coming back and taking my pictures and yeah, I was making quite good money at the time to, and then it supported um, my college as well at the same time. Mm-hmm. And then from that website, there's people from other countries who come to Singapore for business 
who wanted to meet me and they start asking me, he goes through the webmaster and then the webmaster will um, send the email to me and say like, this person want to meet you. And then they start asking me, how much do you charge to have dinner with me? I was mm. like, I can make money from just going out to dinner with you. <laughs> so that's how I started. So, and then we went out for dinner and um, he gave me money up front and then he asked me again if how much to stay the night. Mm. At the time, I was so naive and I don't know. And yeah, and that's how I started anyway. Okay. And I stick to sex work um, because a lot of heartache as well. I mean, being a trans woman is so hard for me to find love anyway. Mm. If, if it's men who wants to be with me, it's all about about sex and their fantasies of having being with a trans woman so this is why i end up um chose to be a sex worker because it's a win-win situation they want to have sex with me they pay me so this is why yeah this is why i um end up staying being in the sex work industry does that answer your question Uh, yeah it does (laughs) Uh uh-huh are you surprised you look surprised (laughs) yeah yeah, it was it was a choice for me. So it was a choice mm. to be in the sex work mm. industry. Of course, everybody keeps saying like, "Oh, I'm just gonna do this just for a short time um, while I'm I'm studying or just to support." That's yeah. what I did too. I thought I'm just gonna do this and support for my studies. But I thought I'm good at this, so why not? Yeah, okay. Instead of just dating guys who never appreciate me, I rather just get paid to have sex with them. Do you find that? being a sex worker with the stigma like it was just that was fighting against your passion like you know being a sex worker and dealing with stigma oh yeah of course um but i don't know what stigma was until i joined um this team at behind closed doors Mm -hmm. because being a trans woman we are very open about being in the sex work industry because we are being also um stereotype of being sex workers anyway if all uh. people always think um trans people are always be in the sex work industry okay. so that's why we were very open about it so we never hide behind behind what we do it's always very open it's just that um we never thought of other people going through those stigmas until i joined the radio show okay so is it more accepted in the yeah, it's more acceptance, especially with the LGBTQIA plus community, for sure, because okay. they are more aware of it. Because trans people has always been a sex workers. I'm not saying all, but trans people are always been a sex worker and openly sex workers since day dot. Okay, that's mm. interesting. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, breaking stigma as well. Like this, this year, our theme is about breaking stigma. So this is why... Um, we are out open um, about being comfortable with our our work mm. and mm. ourselves. Um, I always keep preaching like breaking stigma have to start from yourself. Yeah. If you're not comfortable with what you are doing, how the public gonna accept for who you are, right? Yeah. Okay. So this is why behind closed doors, my team is coming out slowly. You don't really have to tell people like, oh, I'm a sex worker. You don't. I mean, like, if they know, they know. But you just have to be proud of it. Mm. Like any other jobs, like whatever you do, you need to be proud of what you do, right? So being so open about it, does it have, what are the negative and positive aspects of that? The negative thing is probably, um, especially if you come from a very religious family, Mm -hmm. um, like um, I, 
my family are half religious and half not. My mom is not very religious, but I come from Muslim background. So um, I always afraid that my family would be judging me of what I do. Mm-hmm. But I was wrong. They found out and they never judged me. Oh. Yeah. So for Kitty, I I guess you can ask this question to Kitty because um, Kitty's story will be a bit different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, from me. Um, yeah, I think it's all about being judged. I guess. Yeah. Um, but if people can learn to know about the sex work industry, they probably will stop judging. Yeah, there's nothing to judge anyway. It's just work. Two consenting adults having fun in the bedroom. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so what are the positive? Look, I mean, the positive thing is being a sex work, we actually change people's lives too. It's not all about sex all the time. People think in the sex work industry is all about sex. It's not. We are almost like... Um, a psychiatrist, like people come to you and they talk about their problems at home. Mm-hmm. I told my team about this book called 11 Minutes by uh, pa- Paulo Coelho. Um, he interviewed a sex worker in Brazil and she said every man only lasted 11 minutes and the rest of it is about um, telling their stories or their um, problems at home. Mm-hmm. But ex- that actually is true. So yeah, um, the positive in thing is I think we could also help to change people's life as well um, people's problem they they come to us and talk to us or yeah and sometimes they didn't they don't get sex at home so they had to find some outside of marriage to have sex and then they go back it's not like they don't love their partner they do it's just that they need the sex that's a positive thing I can think of right now thank you Jake for being on our show and it's actually quite refreshing to hear on public opinions, especially yourself who just found out that Kitty is a sex worker. Mm. So thank you so much for your time and we hope to see you again on our show. Okay. Thanks for having me. It is always so good to have conversation like this with general members of the public. For our new listeners, at Behind Closed Doors, we are all about bridging the gaps. We thrive to educate people on sex positive, pro-sex work, and pro-sexual health. I'm going to play a song called That's My Girl by Fifth Harmony. And we'll catch up with Kitty right after this.
Hey, Kitty. Hey, Sasha. Oh, my God. I can't believe you interviewed <laughs> my friend, Jake. <laughs> I know. He was I, so lovely. Yeah, I really enjoyed listening to the both of you because it was a big step to come out to Jake with my sex work. Were you nervous? Uh, yeah, I was. I remember, yeah. you know, sitting in the makeup room with you, getting ready for our performance. Mm -hmm. And you said to me, oh, Kitty, come on. You think he doesn't know? Of course yeah. he knows. <laughs> I never see sex work like big stigma anymore because I always see it as just another normal job. And, you know, why are we so afraid of telling people what we do? Can actually educate them if they still do not respect what we do then they're not actually your friend and I love that about you and I think the more time I spend with you talking about things like this the more that I'm able to personally destigmatize sex work for me. So, mm -hmm. I mean, I do admit that, yes, we are discriminated and yes, there is stigma. But at the same time, a lot of that work begins with me. And if I come out to some people about my sex work and if they don't take it the right way, it is an opportunity for me to educate them. Oh, definitely. Most definitely. Um, this is why I always say it's breaking stigma starts from you. You need to feel comfortable of what you do. We take our work seriously anyway. So, you know, why are we so afraid or ashamed to tell people of our work? We're going to go out and with a loud hello and say, oh, I'm a sex worker. You don't. <laughs> <laughs> I, I personally uh, don't think like coming out to people, like shout out loud to them. I personally think uh, coming out is about when they ask you that question, if then I just said, yes, I am. And then I tell them why if they ask me more questions. I'm so glad that you feel comfortable of coming out to Jake. And yeah, and Jake actually suspected you by your um, navel button ring. <laughs> belly button ring. Yeah. <laughs> you know, everybody has their own stereotype. But I guess Jake um, see that most people who are in the sex work industry has belly button ring. Well, well I, I don't disagree about that. Like, you know, I, I would love to ask Jake if he's got many other female friends, because I know yeah. many of females who have belly button rings and that has nothing to do with sex work. I think he sees it as sexual. So we have episodes where we talk about <laughs> penis piercings. <laughs> yes, penis and piercing. uh, clip piercings as well. It's, but you know what? It's the same thing. Okay, let's talk about penis piercing because from 
what I understand, a lot of the people who had penis piercing, they usually have it when they were in prison. Yes, and they oh had my it. God. Yes, yes, this is a stereotype thing. People always have this ball bearing as well in their penis because they were in prison. It's a penis art now. People don't have to go prison to have it. <laughs> First time I encountered a client with a penis piercing, he actually braced me before he showed me. He said, "Have yeah. you met someone with a penis piercing before?" And I said, "No." And he's like, "Don't freak out." This is what I have. And then he showed it to me. And then he explained, you know, most people who've been to jail mm. have this penis piercing because it's part of the induction process. Correct. Yes. It was fantastic. Um, yeah. <laughs> what do you mean by fantastic? <laughs> it's only because of my sex work that I'm able to experience these types of things. And that's why you are right. You know, we shouldn't be afraid or ashamed mm. of our sex work that's allowed us to meet a variety of different types of people and also experience so much when it comes to things in the bedroom and also to learn so yeah. much about relationships as well. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. And also, I like that you're owning up with your red lipstick now. <laughs> <laughs> because I know that you're always afraid to wear red lipstick because, because why? Listeners um, suppose- need to know this. I think being a sex worker, I kind of don't want people to look at me. I kind of just want to lay down low and not draw attention. Because, you know, when you live a double life, you don't want people trying to figure out what is this other double life you're living, right? I know. I we I think we make ourselves feel insecure because of you think people are going to judge you. Because coming from the trans community as well, when we used to wear full makeup during the day and then you bump into another trans person and it's like, oh my God, why are you wearing full makeup? But now that makeup is mainstream now, everybody's wearing makeup. So there's no judgment anymore. But at that time, I refuse to be judged. I still use full makeup during the day because I feel good and I feel pretty. Mm, and you know, so, you're absolutely right. Like you yeah. would know this for a fact. When we're working and seeing clients, we don't wear red lipstick in the exactly. bedroom or it has to be taken off. Yes. It gets too messy. Yeah, it's so messy. Or else by the end of the booking, you're looking like the Joker from the back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, so I like that you're owning up to red lipstick now. You feel comfortable wearing it out because you should. The funny thing is that Jake said he figured me out because I care so much about um, my weight and how I look and I have a navel ring and yet I cover it up. But, you know, the contrast is that I've tried to cover everything up because I don't want people from my non-sex worker circles to see me in a sexual way or to think that but you, um, you know, are I'm showing hot off and my... sexy. What are you talking about? You can't even <laughs> hide anything anymore. <laughs> no so point yeah, of can hide... you imagine if I'm wearing a low-cut top on top of that? But a lot of girls are wearing it right now. They are showing so much skin. So I think we just, I think we need to put um, this insecurity of being judged um, away. Mm. One of the Mm. things that I would like to do moving forward is to just celebrate, you know, like celebrate myself, Mm. celebrate all the other women who 
just celebrate them even though they're not getting paid like you know you do you I'll do me and let's just celebrate each other and I think that's what I've learned from this chat that you've had with yeah. Jay <laughs> <laughs> no Kitty I used to be that person too it's uh, don't get me wrong I used to be you to be so insecure of going out and covering up but after that I mean I said like why why do I have I paid so much money on this body and then I have to hide it I only use it for my work well it's because I didn't want people to think I was a sex worker but why though because you know what you said to celebrate you so mm -hmm. why are you ashamed yeah. of being a sex worker right so you're listening to an old kitty die and a <laughs> yeah. new kitty being reborn because what i'm learning throughout all these years of working with you is that there is no need to fear about Correct. being a sex worker how amazing is that people who judge others they are already using sex worker services like for example watching porn they are already using sex worker services. When I interview Jake in the coming week, I'm going to have to call him up on that. Like he says he's only seen a sex worker once, but watching porn is also using yes. sex worker services. Correct. Going to strip club using sex worker services. And I think, you know, as sex workers, we need to learn to own it, to give back that power and acknowledgement that what we do is legitimate work. After moving to Australia, I own up to being a trans woman and I enjoy being a trans woman and it's the same thing with sex work I used to lie to people of what I do being ashamed of what I do but now I'm happy to tell them if they ask me if I'm a sex worker I'm happy to tell them I am and you know what like there's also yeah. this wealth of knowledge about how to help people in the bedroom and how to help people with their relationships as well 100% I'm so excited, Sasha. I thank you for being on this journey with me of personal growth. <laughs> I think I think it's um it's a personal growth for the both of us as well. I love this whole discussion we're having about celebrating each other because sex workers need to celebrate their sex work, whether it's something they do in their personal time or whether it's something they do with people who are close to them because it is legitimate work. It's true. And a lot of people always confuse sex work and sex trafficking because we read an article in WA published last year and they were referring to sex work to sex trafficking. It's a very false information. We at Behind Closed Doors, we support sex work and sex workers, but we don't support sex trafficking. The two are very different and we can't conflate sex work with sex trafficking. That's a very dangerous thing to do. It's true. Sex trafficking is force someone to do sex work. Sex workers are two consenting adults who give consent to, to be working in the safe environment. The two consenting adults are not forced. They're yes. consent. That's what consent is. Yeah. Uh, whereas sex trafficking, you have people who are forced into the trade. It's so different. One is a yeah, serious so criminal offense, um, and the other is a beautiful thing where oh, people are looking after their sexual health and getting their needs met. Correct. Listeners, so do not confuse sex work and sex trafficking. And to that writer in WA, I hope you're listening. Um, we <laughs> actually want you to come to our show so we can educate you more on our sex work. Well, if we have them on this show, I think it'll be great to have a healthy debate so our oh, listeners yeah, can sure. see both sides of the story um, and then decide for themselves. Like we at Behind Closed Doors, again, you know, we're all about bridging the gaps 
Um, mm. And coming out from behind these closed doors, right? Or, or inviting yeah. you in into behind <laughs> these closed doors. So, yeah, thank you so much, Sasha, for interviewing my good friend, Jake. Jake was lovely and he has he was so respectful uh, of you and what you do. There were some questions that Jake did ask me uh, once he found out that I was a sex worker, such as, you know, why do we get paid so much? And these are questions that I hope Jake will ask me again when we do our recording together for another show. Before we go, I'd like to invite all of you to join us live next Thursday at 6pm. Sasha and I are going to be at the studio and we're going to have people on standby waiting to take your calls and send us messages. You can call us and reach us on 94198377. This is the one time in the entire year when you get to support us financially through this Radiothon donation. You can also do this online at 3cr.org.au using the online form. And please remember to use the option to nominate Behind Closed Doors as the radio program you'd like to support. Thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate you tuning in and we hope to hear from you next week. That's all we have for you today. You've been listening to Behind Closed Doors at 855 AM 3CR. This is a replay from an episode of Behind Closed Doors. We sincerely hope you enjoy this episode as much as we have enjoyed producing it.